Well, most of you probably know that Tina Turner passed away this last week, and one of her infamous songs was the song, What's Love Got to Do With It? It's one of those that uh, you hear and you know exactly who sang that song, where it came from. Well, I found this cartoon this week. Tina Turner, she goes to the uh, gates of heaven, and St. Peter or whomever is there welcoming her, looks at her and says, for your information, love has everything to do with it. You know, that's the truth, isn't it? Love does have everything to do with it. Without love, what is there anyway? Hey, happy Memorial Day weekend, and we're glad you're here today, and you came to share with us and be together, and hope you have a good weekend plan. My name is Mark. If some of you are new and we haven't met, I'm glad to know you. Uh, Stephen is uh, on vacation today. Connor, who is the campus pastor at Middletown, is out of town. Josh is at Middletown. So they went to the bottom of the barrel today and they said, hey, Mark, can you be in Mason today? And I went, well, since you're scraping that low, I guess I can. So I'm sorry, folks, you get the bottom of the barrel today. Next week, it will be better. Uh, Probably uh, Josh will be back. But it's good to be here with you and to share with you today. We're in this series out of 1 John. We're talking about things that are essential for the Christian life, things that are just important for us to know and get a handle on. And today is one of those subjects, in my opinion, that if we get a handle on this one, then everything else seems to kind of come together. Everything else falls in place like it should. And that is the subject of love. What's love? You know, love is one of those subjects that we could talk a lot about, and we do talk a lot about, but sometimes we don't know exactly where we're heading with it, or how to approach it, or how we're going to introduce it, or how we're going to put it into action. You know, as we talk about love today, it shouldn't surprise you at all that contrary to what you see in the movies, you hear them pass a lot of music. Love is not a feeling. Love is really something that you do. Love is something that's put into action. And today what I want to do is I want to take some of the ideas we have, some of the myths that we have about love, and I want to set those aside, and I want us to talk about what is love. If it is foundational to the Christian life, then we need to understand what love is. And John, in 1 John chapter 3, brings up the subject of love. And he brings up the subject in such a way that we cannot gloss over it. We can't just say, oh yeah, there's another one of those things that they're talking about in the Bible. It's something that we have to look deep into and then look at ourselves. So as we go through the message today, there are three or four things that if you are a writer and you want to write things down, I'll tell you some things that may be highlights for you to write down and look at and things for you to think about, because these are the the central points of what I believe John is trying to communicate, especially when it comes to this subject of love. So here's the first one. If you want to write something down, this is one of them. Love is a non-negotiable fundamental of the Christian life. Now, did you catch that? It is a non-negotiable, fundamental of the Christian life. That means it is foundational for who we are as Christians. Without love, 
the rest of it kind of falls apart. Listen to what John says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. You catch that? You see, doctrine is important to make sure that what we're teaching is correct. That's important. Knowledge of the truth is necessary. We need to know what the Bible says. We need to know what the truth is. Faith, obedience, holiness, living the kind of life God wants us to live. Those are important things also, and they're necessary. But one level higher than all of those, I believe, is the subject that John's talking about today, and that is the subject of the Christian life, love. Matter of fact, here's how Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He just kind of summarizes his thought process of love, and he says, the greatest of these is love. Did you catch that? Not somewhere in the middle, not kind of at the bottom. The greatest of all these things I could talk about. By the way, this is the love chapter of the Bible. We oftentimes use this chapter at weddings and marriages. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we call it the love chapter of the Bible. Listen to what Paul says in this chapter. He says, if I could speak all languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecies, if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. He ends that section with that phrase, and the greatest of these is love. You see, when, if, if I went through that list, and we looked at the things that are in that list, and we talked about them, if I could just communicate with anyone on the face of the earth in their language, just miraculously, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be super to be able to do that? If, if I knew all of the things that God knows, if I knew and understood all of his plans, and I could tell you what those plans were, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be cool to be able to do that, to know what God was thinking and communicate those kinds of things? If, if my faith was such that I could say to a mountain, I want you to move from here to here, wouldn't that be fabulous to have that much faith? If I could take care of the problem of the world of, of the poor, not having enough, not having enough food, if, if I could even sacrifice who I am and my body, maybe even become a martyr, everyone would hold me up and say, look at this guy and the things he could do. You see, that's what Paul's saying. He's going down this list of those things that if we were to put check boxes by things we would think are great things to do as a Christian, we would check every one of those boxes and go, wow, wouldn't it be great to do that? Paul says all those things are absolutely nothing. They are not worth anything if you don't have love. You see the priority that he puts on the subject of love. Over the years, we've tried to make the Christian life about a lot of different things. You know, we've made the Christian life about how you dress, how you vote, how you worship. What kind of music do you have? How do you spend your money? You know, this list of do's and don'ts, and if you check all the right boxes, then, boy, you're just doing great. And we think if we get all of those things in the right place, then we are exactly where we need to be. 
But really, none of those things hold value compared to the value of love. John said, you have heard this message, and this is interesting, the verse we read. He said, you have heard this message from the beginning. You see, this message of love is not a new message. It's not one that was just came about when Jesus came to earth or when John was writing either his gospel or 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. This is not a new message. This message has been around from the beginning of time. The message of love and the mark of true spirituality is love. In verse 23, he goes on to say this, and this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's a good commandment, isn't it? You must believe in the name of his son. You must believe in Jesus Christ. But is that where the verse ends? No. The verse goes on and says this, and love one another just as he commanded us. You see, when we look at the first part of that verse, believe in the name of the Son of Jesus Christ, believe in Jesus, we would put that at the top, top, top level of the list, right? I mean, what are we going to do if we don't have a belief and a faith in Christ? Nothing else. But I want you to notice that when John writes this, he puts right beside it, and love one another. He puts them on exactly the same plane of importance and value. It tells us something about the value that God places on this whole subject of love. It means that if you have been doing all of these things, they're all secondary to love. You may have all the theology exactly right. You may have all the doctrine exactly right. You may wear the right clothes and sing the right music and go to the right church and everything else, but if you don't love, they mean absolutely nothing because love matters most. Here's the second thing you can write down if we're talking about the subject of love from John's perspective and from God's perspective. And that is love, or maybe the lack thereof, reveals the state of your heart. Listen to what John wrote in verse 14. If we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to life. He's saying that love is the evidence of God in your life. Love is the evidence that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. In the very next chapter, in 1 John chapter 4, or he says this. He says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God. But then listen to what he goes on to say in the very next verse. But anyone who do not, does not love does not know God, for God is love. Do you get the difference there that he's making, the distinguishing mark that he's making? If you love, it is a sign that you are a child of God. If you lack love, what's it a sign of? It's a sign you don't have a relationship with God. Look around today, what do you see in people? Don't you see both of those people in those that you interact with every day? Those that you can almost tell that they have a relationship with God. And those you can tell obviously do not. Why? Because God is love. If we have been born of God, if we live a life of love, for that reason, we are going to show love to those around us. 
And then he goes on today in the text we're talking about, John chapter 3, he says this in verse 15. If anyone who hates another brother or sister is really, he is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. Hmm. Strong words, aren't they? I mean, strong words when John puts it that way and he begins to say, listen, if you don't have love, then you are just like a murderer who is not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Does it show you the value that God places on this whole subject of love and how important it is to understand love and what it is? Now, let's talk for a minute. If love is primarily just a feeling and you don't have those feelings these verses would terrify you, wouldn't they? If love is just a feeling, and we're talking about all this, and you're going, man, I don't feel love for that person, and I don't feel love, and, and I don't even hardly know what love is, because you're going, I don't feel love. You don't feel the emotion. Here's the bottom line, folks. Love is not an emotion. Love is an attitude put into action. You may not always feel like you love someone, but you can still act as though you do. You may not always feel the best about something, but you can always act with an act of love and show and express that love to someone. Because love is a non-negotiable fundamental of the Christian life. Its presence or its absence reflects the state of your heart. In other words, love is the proof that God lives in you. Listen to what John says in John chapter 13 of the Gospel of John. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. What is this distinguishing mark that we have as Christians? that distinguishes us from many other people. It is that mark of love. Let me ask you if you've ever had an experience like this. You're in a store someplace, a grocery store, something like that. And uh, you're going in the line or something, and you're just talking to the person that's behind you, and you're just carrying on this conversation. They're asking about family or whatever. And, man, you're getting this feeling like, there's something about this person. There's something unique about them. And, and finally, you, you get around and you go, do you go to church somewhere? And they go, yeah, I go to so-and-so church. And you go, I could just tell. Have you ever had that feeling, something like that happen? Where you're talking to a total stranger, you're talking about absolutely nothing really, but you can just tell that there's something unique about them and their relationship. And that is because they are showing and the love of God just comes out in them. Love reveals whose we are. There's a third thing I want you to write down. That is this. Love is demonstrated through sacrificial kindness. Now this is a biggie right here. Love is demonstrated through sacrificial kindness. We don't have to guess about what love looks like. 
we have absolutely the perfect image of what love looks like. And that is in Christ Jesus himself. John says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. And then he says, so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Now the fact is, folks, let's just be honest. We will probably never be asked to give up our life because of our Christian faith. More than likely in our lifetime in the United States of America, that's not going to happen. That is one of the blessings of being where we are, of being in America and having the freedoms that we do have. But that is not the case around the world by any means. There are many places in the world where if someone is a Christian or if they express their faith in some way or another, then it is possible that there will be others that will seek them out. We have a friend, his name is Pramod. Pramod and his wife Ranjana are in India right now. They are Indian, but they live in Dayton. They live in the United States. Pramod texted me recently and he said, uh, we, we just had 13 baptisms uh, this week after we had done a meeting in a place. And and that was exciting that they'd had 13 baptisms. You know, the Indian mostly is Hindu uh, or Muslim, one of the two uh, religions that are there. And he was telling about having these baptisms. But he goes on to say we had to kind of do them in secret. We had to go off to a river. They could not tell their families about it. They couldn't tell their families what they were doing so that we could baptize these people. Because if we had, there would have been people who would come and sought us out as well as these new Christians. And I don't know what would have happened from there. I mean, we are so blessed that we don't have to worry about that. We can freely tell someone about the love of Christ. We can show and express that love. They can accept Christ. We can bring them. They can be baptized and they can openly express their decision. But I want to tell you, that's not the way it is everywhere. That's not the way it is in all places of the world, and we are truly blessed. But you know, if we're going to love, there are those times where we are called upon to give for someone else. We'll be called upon to give of our time for someone else. We'll be called upon to give of a helping hand for someone else. You'll be called upon to give, maybe sometimes set your pride aside for somebody else. Sometimes maybe you have to set your anger aside and show love instead of anger. You have to set your impatience aside and be a little more patient instead of angry. You know, we have to give and sacrifice if we're going to show love. In just a few weeks, we have a group from, that Stephen is leading from Mason Axis and from Middletown Axis. They're going to be going to El Salvador. Actually, this is the first time since before COVID that we've had a group that's gone to El Salvador to work down there. Some people may think, man, what a great trip. We're going to El Salvador, and we're going to go down there, and it's all sunshine, and it's going to be a vacation. Let me tell you what, it's not a vacation. When you do that kind of thing, they work, they go down and help the people. They do what? Express love. They show the people the love of Christ for the things that they do. They go down and they help the mission work. They go down and work for others and help others and do whatever needs to be done. Why? Because they're expressing the love of God. It is tough sometimes to make the sacrifices that we have to make to show and express the love that God calls us to show. Sometimes we literally have to give up ourselves 
We have to literally give up our time, give up what we have so that we can show that love. And yet, that's exactly the kind of sacrifice the gospel calls for. So here's a challenge for you. Think of the people that you love the most. Now ask yourself, am I demonstrating my love through sacrifice? And here's a key phrase I want you to catch. Every relationship you have that is defined by love should involve some level of sacrifice on your part. Obviously, that applies to your family. It applies to your relationship with your spouse. It may apply to your friendships. It may apply to somebody else that you know. But if you are truly going to show love, it's going to require sacrifice. You're going to have to do something to show that love. It, it's a question you must ask yourself. Am I willing to sacrifice for the good of others? Am I willing to lay down a part of my life for the good of others? Here's how John puts it. He says, if someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Let's be honest, folks. None of us have enough money to solve the financial woes of everyone in the world, right? No way. But all of us have resources that we can use to help express the love of God to someone in some way or another. This verse isn't about all the money that you give. It is about, it is about expressing love by the things that you do. As a matter of fact, the trip that's coming up in El Salvador here in, in just a few weeks, I think it's next Sunday, Stephen has set aside a special Sunday for a special offering so that monies can be raised to help those that are going and help the work that's going on in El Salvador. So if you you know, want to, you can help give to that, and it will help that trip and make that trip a success, and I would encourage you to do that. You can do it online. You can make a note on your check or whatever that you put in the offering here, but that's exactly what we're doing. We're expressing our love and putting it into action by sacrificing something. It may be your time. Maybe you're sacrificing your time to help in children's ministry or some other area of ministry. And by doing that, you're showing and you're expressing love. We talked after the first service this morning. I talked to a family that's, that's new. This is about the third time or so that they've been here. They have three children. They live in Lebanon. They just moved here. But one of the things that they said was that, that they like, they enjoy the church, enjoy who Axis is. But they made these expressions about their kids and what their kids are getting when they're here. Listen, thanks people who are working in children's ministry and doing those things for what you do because you are expressing through sacrifice that kind of love for other people. Adrian Rogers once said this, faith that hasn't reached your wallet probably hasn't reached your heart. True, isn't it? Love is demonstrated through generosity. And most often the sacrifice we're called to make is a sacrifice of time or energy or something else. But in all of those things, you are expressing your love. You know where we learned that? We learn it from Jesus himself. I want you to listen to this. This is found in Philippians chapter 2. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. 
When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Did you catch all of that? He starts, he says, though he was God. He's talking about Jesus. Though he was God. John says, in the beginning was the word, talking about Jesus. In the very beginning, he always has been. He is God. But he did not think of equality as something to be held on to or something that he would not give up because of his love, something to cling to. He says, instead, he gave up his divine privilege and he took the humble position of a slave born to a human being. You talk about going from the high of the high to the low of the low, that's exactly what Jesus did. Why? Because he loves you and he loves me. He loves us. An expression of that love was the sacrifice he was willing to give by going from heaven to being born as a human on earth. God's love is demonstrated through sacrifice. Listen to Romans chapter 5. God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. That's how God expresses his love. It is through sacrifice, through giving, through saying, here, this is yours. I'm doing this for you. I will give this up for you. And though we certainly didn't deserve it, he was willing to lay down his life for you and for me. And he challenges us to do the same for each other, for people around us. Now, that doesn't mean that you'll be called upon to die for others. But it does mean that you'll be called upon to live for others and to give to others. Love is demonstrated when we sacrifice. A relationship that costs you nothing is a relationship of convenience. It is not a relationship of love. Let me give you the perfect example of that. This weekend is Memorial Day. Tomorrow, most of us won't go to work. We'll celebrate Memorial Day. We'll get together with family and that kind of thing. When I was a kid, my, my dad always called, his family called Memorial Day, Decoration Day. Any of you ever heard it called Decoration Day, some of you? Decor it must be a Kentucky thing, huh? Yeah, or something like that. Decoration day is when you would, you would take, and usually the whole family would do this. The family would go to, to the graveyard, to the cemetery, and they would take flowers, and they put flowers on the grave of their family members, but especially those who had fought in war or been a part of the military, those kind of things. They would decorate the graves on that day. Let's turn into Memorial Day for us now. What is Memorial Day? It is a day where we remember those who had such a great love for their country, such a great love of freedom, such a great love of who we are as a nation, that they are willing to stand up and fight and maybe even give their lives and sacrifice their lives as an expression of that love so that others would know and we could maintain this nation that we have and the freedoms that we have. That's what Memorial Day is. It is a day when we remember those who sacrificed so that we can have what we have. Is that not exactly what God did, exactly what Jesus did when he came to earth? He sacrificed everything that he had so that he could come and give to us and express to us how much he loves us. There's a fourth thing I want you to catch, and that is 
Love is an action. It is not an emotion. It is something you do. It is not something you feel. It is something you do. It is not something that you merely say. Listen to verse 18 of 1 John chapter 3. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. John is saying that we show our love through actions. We, we oftentimes, I believe, have been programmed the wrong way. We've developed this idea that love is a feeling that may or may not lend to certain actions. But the feeling is really what it's all about. That's how we've been programmed. That is totally backward. It is dead wrong. It is 180 degrees out of phase. That is not what love is at all. Love is not a feeling that leads to action. Love is who we are that is expressed in what we do. And it doesn't take a whole lot of discernment to figure out people's motives. For instance, guys, we have times of the year where we give flowers or cards or something like that to our spouse, right? Now, if you missed that day, I don't want to be in your household that day, all right? I mean, you get to Valentine's Day, birthdays, those kinds of things. Some way or another, there needs to be a recognition of that day. Not the day necessarily, but the love for the person. It oftentimes doesn't have to be real big. Sometimes it can just be a card. It can just be flowers. It can be something simple. Because it is not the gift that's the big deal. What is it? It's the idea behind it. You're important to me. You have value. I'm willing to take the time to go do something for you, to do the flowers, to buy the card, to show an expression. I mean, what would happen if, if, if in your house, guys, if on Valentine's Day, and Gail's looking at me with these beady eyes over here, so I have to be careful now, guys. What would happen if on Valentine's Day, you were walking in, getting ready to go to bed at night, and you went, oh yeah, by the way, happy Valentine's Day. The couch is calling your name, I can tell, right? Why? Because it's an afterthought. True expressions of love take sacrifice and time and energy and investment to show that true sacrifice of love. And isn't that what we want? Love is not this feeling. Love is who we are expressed in the things that we do. Let me just ask you, do you love people? Are you showing it? Do you love the lost? Are you willing to go do the things that need to be done to show the lost? Are you willing to invest the time and the energy and the sacrifice so that they know and they understand that they have value? Do you love the poor, the isolated, the abandoned, the hopeless? Are you willing to give to those people? Are you willing to demonstrate that love so that they get it and they understand it? See, verse 18, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our love in our actions. Love is always shown in action. Love begins by asking the question, what can I do for you? And love becomes real when you follow through. 
And our goal is to become people grounded in faith, driven by hope, demonstrating the love of God. You know what our greatest hindrance is sometimes? What keeps us from growing in faith and hope and love? The idea that it's all about a feeling. You know, it's kind of this emotion in the pit of our stomach. That's not what it is at all. It is not about the feeling inside of us. It is about the heart that God is developing in us that is shown and expressed to the people around us. Here's what I'm saying. Forget about your feelings and focus instead on what you can do. Even when you don't feel like it, even when it's tough, even when it requires a sacrifice, you are expressing your faith and your love when you are doing these things. What can I do for you? Remember, love becomes real when you follow through. I want to close by doing something a little different here, which is just to bow your heads, close your eyes for a second. You know, as we've talked about this idea of love this morning, probably most of you have had this picture of someone in your mind. I, I don't know who they are. It may be a spouse. It may be a, a son or daughter. It may be a family member, a friend, a coworker, Someone that needs your expression of love. I'd like for you just to take, as, as you're painting the picture of that person in your mind, and as you're thinking about them, Think about how in the next week you can show the love of God and the love of Christ and your love for them by something specific that you do. Something in some way or another, they'll, they'll just, maybe it'll glance off, but they may get it and just go, wow, they really care about me. God, we all have someone just like that. Someone who needs an expression of love, someone who needs to, to feel our love. And so this next week, give us in some way the opportunity to show that love, the opportunity to express that love. Just open the door. Then let their heart be receptive so that we can show who we are by the actions we do. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Let's stand together one more time and just worship him again before we head out today. Here we go.